0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Our Two Cents with NBA. I'm Jackson Hathaway, Executive Vice President. We're glad you can join us for this episode of the podcast in which we focus on statewide election results. Leading up to November, the government relations team at the NBA was very busy despite the oddness of 2020. Senior Vice President Craig Overfelt, Vice President David Kent, and Grassroots and PAC coordinator Emily Lewis were managing to somehow navigate PAC contributions, political fundraisers, and candidate relations, all through virtual environments. For all of the bankers out there who contributed to the various races that the NBA supported, we thank you. And the results of your efforts could not have been clearer. Republicans maintained supermajorities in the House and the Senate, and statewide offices remained Republican. Our government relations team joined us for a brief podcast breaking down the impact of those results, as well as what may or may not have surprised them about the election itself. So with that, I'm going to turn this over to Craig Overfelt, David Kent, and Emily Lewis to share with us a little bit more about the 2020 election and what to expect in 2021. So I just wanted to start with, uh, what are your top-line overview reactions to what you saw from the 2020 state uh, general election?
1: Well, uh, this is Craig. I uh, believe it was a very good night for
0: incumbents.
1: And if Missouri is not a red state, solidly now, those election results show that it truly is. Uh, polling going into the election had much tighter races and potentially a bunch of incumbents losing in the St. Louis County area, St. Charles County, Boone County. In the final analysis, in our Missouri NBA PAC efforts, 99 of the 100 incumbents that we supported in challengers won. So it was a very good night for banking and for pro business candidates overall.
2: Yeah, and that speaking of what craig was talking about and that loan loss as well and that's house district 135 down in springfield will be a recount so it's still yet to be determined uh we may have hit a perfect 100 out of 100. so last that i read there the loss was by 34 votes which triggers an automatic recount um that was incumbent steve helms versus betsy Fogle. so um very excited about the success of our our nba PAC supported candidates this year Uh, which segues nicely into the fact that um, our internal process it's very important that we recognize our nba PAC committee and uh, all that they do for for the nba so we have uh eight regional packs around the state and we have committee members that represent each region and while nba staff does we make our recommendations for contributions ultimately that decision Falls on the NBA PAC committee members to either approve um, or, or not approve uh, those those staff recommendations so we want to thank them for for their effort we couldn't do what we do without our our PAC committee members um, they really understand the the issues and the political races in their particular areas uh, and that is so helpful for us here at the NBA so we want to thank them um, and a big part of our our success uh, during the general election cycle, certainly.
1: Another uh, very fulfilling uh, election result was two career bankers, Bill Owens from Springfield, Missouri, Green County, and Terry Thompson from Lexington, Lafayette County. Career bankers, long careers. Both were elected to terms in the Missouri House. I can't emphasize enough how important it is to have experts from the industry serving in this capacity, and we appreciate their willingness to run and they won very easily in their races.
2: Yeah, Craig, and they also join over on the Senate side. We have uh, a couple of former bankers as well that, have, that were elected uh, in 2018. Uh, that is uh, Senator Sandy Crawford out of the Buffalo area and Justin Brown in, in the Ralla area. Uh, and Craig is exactly right. They bring a, a wealth of knowledge and an expertise um, that is really viewed upon by their colleagues. Uh, you know, when you have an industry expert in the legislature, they are counted upon by their, their colleagues for advice, uh, understanding of an issue. And so a lot of times they go to them uh, for either, you know, to, to discuss what a particular issue is or um, which
0: particular way to vote and
2: why and, and all that stuff. So it's very, very important. Um, and, and we're very fortunate to have as many bankers as we do in the General Assembly uh, going into 2021.
0: So we're very excited about that. Yeah, it, it certainly was a swing. And it, it um, in many respects to see bankers in the the group of candidates that showed, to Craig's point, how, how Republican and red this state uh, is and pro-business it is, was a, an affirming thing uh, and certainly something that I think going into the election cycle we were hopeful for and excited about. But I think also pleasantly surprised to see, uh, as you said, they won their races so easily. Uh, and there's a lot to be said about our PAC committee and the, the recommendations that were made along the way. At the same time, you know there were a lot of polls out there on the front end of this thing, David, I believe you referenced this, that showed maybe tighter races or more questions going into the general, and at the end, here are, here are your results. Uh, it's a, a lot cleaner a slate, and that's somewhat reflective of the national conversation, I believe, that we're seeing around polling, but it certainly begs the question, what surprises did you see what kinds of um of things popped up on election night or the day after the election or in the days past that uh, surprised you a little bit
1: well i was kind of surprised at some of the incumbents won by such easy margins considering there were such close races predicted in advance, and some of them were predicted to lose the house um, super supermajority and the senate supermajority, is intact and those were both in question going into the night And also Congressman Ann Wagner, she won more handily than any of us would have ever thought. So I think really President Trump probably ran better here than it was predicted. The polls had him up like five points. He ended up winning by 16, 17. Probably the margins of victory. And the fact that there weren't more upsets at night, that would probably be the most surprising in my world. Yeah, and I think
2: another surprising outcome was the Amendment 3. A ballot measure relating to redistricting. Most had predicted that uh, polling showed that was going to uh, be opposed or, or was going to fail uh, by by very wide margins. We're talking ten to fifteen point wide margins. And and ultimately the voters spoke and they they supported Amendment Three. Um, not so technically surprised about just the general outcome uh, about the issue. But the opposition spent millions and millions of dollars. Uh, you probably saw their their TV advertisements, and
1: they they
2: really uh, they really spent a lot of money in their opposition. And the the supporters for that particular ballot initiative um, didn't really have much money money at all. It was mostly a grassroots uh, effort uh, rather than a, a a statewide TV blitz. So that was a little bit. Surprising, I think,
0: for most um, on, the, on the ballot initiative. So yeah, the surprises it sounds like were that there were a uh, a wider uh, wider win margins I think anybody anticipated, and B that Amendment Three cleared at the same time. We have a weird session ahead. Um, There's going to be a a bit of an unpredictable nature like there has for all of 2020 as we walk into 2021 because of the ongoing restrictions around COVID and and how legislators will will handle the session. And of course, we have um, some special session uh, things firing up right now. As you look ahead, what are you looking towards? What's the GR team looking at? What should banks be focused on? For what we can at least begin to anticipate about 2021, whether that's the uh, logistics of the session, the, the uh, potential for legislation out there, um, new lawmakers that are making their way into the building. I mean, what are your your thoughts as we start to focus in on what happens next year?
2: Well, Jackson, you're exactly right. There's so much that's unexpected about going into the 2021 session, um, but let's talk about the things that we do know as of right now. We know we have 11 new senators that are gonna be coming in. And we also have 49 new House members. Uh, So there'll be a lot of time spent, whether that's through phone calls or in-person contacts, uh, getting to know and developing relationships um, with all of our our new legislators that are coming in. Uh, I do wanna take this time to ask our our listeners and, and our bankers, please, if you know someone that was elected to state office, whether it's state House member or state senator, Please let us know that is incredibly valuable to us as we go into these meetings. We we certainly point out and ask if they know their local banks and their local bankers, and that's just really valuable and a good communication tool that we um, that we have in our back pocket when we go into these meetings. I believe Craig touched on this earlier, but we know that the Republicans will have super majorities in both the House and the Senate in the Senate. It's 24 to 10 Republican supermajority and in the House. 114 to 49, and that of course depends on the outcome of the recount in House District 135. There could actually be 115 to 48 Republican supermajorities in the House. We also know there's going to be new leadership. Uh, the uh, current majority majority floor leader, Rob Descobo, out of Arnold, uh, was voted to uh, Speaker of the House, uh, and that's because Elijah harr is term limited and is no longer to serve in, in the House. Uh, so there was a a, uh, a big race a very competitive race for the majority floor leader to take rob Scovos' position uh, between dean plocker out of the st louis area and curtis trent down in springfield and that vote uh, was held wednesday following the elections and ultimately uh, representative dean plocker won the majority floor leader position over on the uh, minority side crystal quade remains the minority floor leader in the House and over in the Senate, uh, Senator Dave Schatz is president pro-tem and Caleb Rowden will remain in the majority floor leader position as well. And minority uh, leadership was stayed the same as well with JJ Rizzo uh, heading the minority floor leader position over there.
1: Actually, I do think you hit on a very important point, though, with COVID-19 really spreading much more rapidly these days. We really don't know what the session is gonna be like next year. Legislators have proven they can work through it, but access to the Capitol building is very limited. It's much harder to get things accomplished when you're not able to meet in person with lawmakers. So there's a lot we don't know right now. Could be a very uh, trying time and require a lot of patience to work through.
0: Well, I think you're both uh, speaking to our audience out there you know very explicitly that we need to be prepared for uh, you know getting to know new lawmakers developing relationships, leveraging connections between bankers and their either newly elected representatives or people coming in who've been around uh, the building for a while but also that because the session will look and probably be fairly different that we have to be very laser focused on how we get things done and I'm going to ask a question that may or may not be uh, answerable at this moment, but priorities for the session that we may have that we know of right now. Things that in 2021 you would say are on the docket, even if we don't maybe have any language ironed out yet or a clear sponsorship role for any of the bills or pieces of legislation.
2: Well, Jackson, top of mind right now is COVID liability protections for businesses, including banks. And we are hearing. Uh, that there may be a special session relating to that p- particular issue. Uh, we know lawmakers will be back uh, for a special session relating to budget and appropriations uh, for the CARES Act funding. Uh, there, may, there is a potential that he that the governor may expand his call to include COVID liability protections for businesses. So, uh, stay tuned. For that. Um, if the, if the legislature does not deal with that during a special, we certainly anticipate that that's going to be an agenda item in the 2021 session. Some other issues that we're thinking about uh, to to pursue relating to the property assessed clean energy reforms that has been around for the last couple of years. And um, also uh, we anticipate maybe some regulatory reform and cleanup in the banking statutes. Um, But we will discuss all of this with our legislative affairs committee uh, that we'll be meeting with in the the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, and ultimately, they set the NBA legislative agenda uh, for for the twenty twenty one session. So stay tuned. We will have more information uh, shortly
0: on our legislative agenda items. Thank you both very much. Uh, then I'll just ask for closing remarks. We leave the at least the the state elections with a lot of clarity and certainty and await, uh, an outcome of some kind at the federal level. What what thoughts do you have for um, uh, the legislators out there and the the bankers out there who support them and made their candidates uh, successful?
2: Well, thank you, Jackson. First of all, we just want to congratulate all of the winners out there. Uh, we know that it's so difficult running races. We know it's difficult. It's a difficult job to be a legislator here in, in Jefferson City. You're away from your family. You're away from your friends. You're away from your your daily job and. So it really is a sacrifice uh, for our legislators uh, as they come up here January through May. Um, So if you see if you happen to see your legislator, your state house member, your state uh, senator, please thank them. Thank them for their service. Um, You know, obviously, they play a huge role uh, for our direction of our state um, moving forward. So um, that's that's kind of where I would leave my closing remarks is just uh, just thank your your state senators and your state house members when you see them back home.
1: I would only add, I think everybody's probably glad the election is behind us. <laughs>
0: 2022, well probably
1: started, 2022 probably started a few days ago.
0: <laughs> said like a couple of GR pros. Uh, thank you both. <laughs> thank you both. And thanks to Emily Lewis on the GR team, who in the background has been here orchestrating a lot of the PAC efforts and works with all of our committees to make sure that Our legislative efforts do not go quietly. They are supported uh, by our membership and by our staff and, of course, keeps the well-oiled machine that is GR advocacy moving forward. I'd also note that if you want to reach out to our GR team, they are more than happy and willing to hear from you any and all times. So please, Craig Overfelt, David Kent, look them up, track them down, talk to them. They never get tired of talking with our bankers about the issues that are relevant to you. With that, thank you both very much for joining us on the podcast, and we'll look forward to seeing you all hopefully sometime very soon here in Jefferson City.